Greetings to all the hard-working and dedicated students. I am Ayushi Bharka, Faculty of Sociology at SRN International School situated in Jagatpura, Jet. Students, today I will be talking about social order and social change in urban areas from grade 11. Reference has been taken from NCERT. It is well known that though the city itself is very old, even ancient societies had them. Urbanism as a way of life for large segments of the population is a modern phenomenon. Before the modern era, trade, religion and warfare were some of the major factors that decided the location and importance of cities. Cities that were located on major trade routes or had suitable harbours and ports had a natural advantage. So did cities that were very well located from the point of view of military strategy. Finally, religious places attracted large numbers of pilgrims and thus supported an urban economy. In India, too, we have examples of such old cities, including the well-known medieval trading towns of Tezpur on the Brahmaputra River in Assam, on the Arabian Sea in northern Kerala. We also have many examples of temple towns and places of religious pilgrimage such as Ajmer in Rajasthan, Varanasi in Uttar Pradesh or Madurai in Tamil Nadu. As sociologists have pointed out, city life and modernity go very well together. In fact, each may be considered an intimate expression of the other. Though it houses large and very dense populations and though it has been known throughout history as the site for mass politics, the city is also the domain of the modern individual. In its combination of anonymity and the amenities and institutions that only large numbers can support, the city offers the individual boundless possibilities for fulfillment. Unlike the village which discourages individuality and cannot offer much, the city nurtures the individual. But while the many artists, writers and scholars who have celebrated the city as the heaven of the individual are not wrong. It is also true that freedom and opportunity are available only to some individuals. More accurately, only a socially and economically privileged minority can have the luxury of a predominantly free and fulfilling life. Most people who live in cities have only limited and relative freedoms within larger constraints. These are the familiar economic and social constraints imposed by membership in social groups of various kinds, already known to you from the previous chapter. The city too fosters the development of group identities based on factors like race, religion, ethnicity, caste, region and of course class which are all well represented in urban life. In fact, the concentration of large numbers in a relatively small space intensifies identities and makes them integral to strategies of survival, resistance and assertion. Most of the important issues and problems of social orders in towns and cities are related to the question of space. High population density places a great premium on space and creates very complex problems of logistics. It is the primary task of the urban social order to ensure the spatial viability of the city. 
This means the organization and management of things like housing and residential patterns, mass transit systems for transporting large numbers of workers to and fro for work, arranging for the coexistence of residential, public and industrial land use zones, and finally all the public health sanitation, policing, public safety and monitoring the needs of urban governance. Each of these functions is a huge undertaking in itself and presents formidable challenges of planning, implementation and maintenance. What adds to the complexity is that all of these tasks have to be performed in a context where the divisions and tensions of class, ethnicity, religion, caste and so on are also present and active. For example, the question of urban housing brings with it a whole host of problems. Shortage of housing for the poor leads to homelessness and the phenomenon of street people. Those who live and survive on the streets and footpaths, under bridges and flyovers, abandoned buildings and other empty spaces. It is also the leading cause for the emergence of slums. Though official definitions vary, a slum is a congested, overcrowded neighborhood with no proper civic facilities, sanitation, water supply, electricity, and so on. And homes made up of all kinds of building materials ranging from plastic sheets, cardboards, to multi-storied concrete structures. Because of the absence of settled property rights of the kind seen elsewhere, slums are the natural breeding ground for dadas and strongmen who impose their authority on the people who live there. Control over slum territory becomes the natural stepping stone to other kinds of extra-legal activities, including criminal and real state gangs. Students, I hope you must have got an idea of social change and order in urban areas. You can listen to the podcast attentively. Stay blessed, students. Thank you.